come on pray with me because this is a, a new season it's a new time and I want your hearts to embrace the new normal that God is bringing to us and bringing to you right now father in Jesus name it is your word that gives us life gives us light gives us understanding and empowers us to be and to do what you have called and created us to do even so today father let your word have place in us and amen wow we've been talking about the new norm it's an amazing thing how many things are shifting and changing particularly the way we worship where we worship with whom we worship and when we worship it's amazing and so we are now facing since this this pandemic we're we're facing things that we've not faced before ever in our history and i know for myself who has i've been going to church for 70 years and never have i experienced what i'm experiencing now now the church instead of a place to go thank God, is a people we are, a people who are related together to each other. And that location doesn't define his church, but his word does, our relationships do, and what God does with us when we are together defines who we are. You know, the Lord Jesus, um, when he walked on the earth and when he walked among the people, he was establishing a new norm for their life. Never had they seen the things they saw as Jesus walked and ministered among them. And today I want you to open your heart as the Holy Spirit is ministering among us and working with us in this new time in history. It, while, we are, while we are living in this time of extreme change, where the things we did before are gone, many of them gone forever. And now we must function in a way and we must move in a way we have never seen before. Like Jesus who, who ministered in the time of his time on earth, brought into, ushered into the earth a new season, a new time, a new direction, a new atmosphere, everyone who received from him had to embrace what I call the new norm. And so it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Read with me in John chapter two, because I want you to understand that what God is doing right now is helping us to embrace the new norm. John chapter two, verse five and 11 says this, his mother, that is Jesus, his mother said to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, he says, do it. She says, do it. Jesus is accompanying his mother, Mary, at a wedding. So he's still with his mother, still living, they're still together, and he has not moved fully into his ministry yet. But this is the first miracle that introduces who he is, because up to this time, everyone knows him as Mary's boy, but they don't get who he really is. And so accompanying his mother to the wedding, it was noted that one of the social norms that you don't do is you don't run out of beverage. But that's exactly what had happened. At this wedding in Cana, there was no more wine. And, and no one wanted to be embarrassed. No one wanted to be put to shame. 
And, and Mary is there and she feels the pain of those who are struggling with this. And it's the first time we see publicly Jesus. And guess what? He's at a wedding. I think it's amazing that he went to the wedding with his mom and he's just hanging out and he's not advertising who he is. Here's God who created everything there. Says nothing about who he is. He's just with his mother. And, um, and they discover, oh, there's, nothing, there's no more drink. Oh my God, we're going to be so embarrassed. And Mary looks at her son, Jesus, and he says, uh, you got to do something. Read the script before me, you'll see. You, 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 you help them. You got to do something. And then G Jesus makes this comment, you know, a woman, Mary, woman, it's, it's not my time yet. And, and, and he, she just ignores that. She completely ignores it. And she turns back to those who serve the guests and she says, do whatever he tells you. And she took, she took over as mama, you know, as, as we know our mamas to be. She just ignored the fact that he said it wasn't my time yet, meaning it wasn't his time to be revealed. But she understood this is a moment that uh, I need you, Jesus. I need you to perform. I need you to, to reveal a bit about who you are. And so she uh, turns from Jesus to those serving and she says to them, do whatever he tells you. Now that's a, a major key for what I want to say to you today. Because as the Lord Jesus begins to release what he's doing now and the Holy Spirit begins to release among us what he's doing now, this is vital. Don't forget anything about this message. Don't, if you remember, if you remember anything, remember this phrase, do whatever. In fact, would you put that in the comment box? I will do whatever he tells me. Look at each other and tell each other, I will do whatever he tells me. So here they are in this wedding, all clad, all dressed, all the guests are there, the bride, the groom, the bride, bride, bride and groomsmen, made of maids and maids of honor, and all the notable guests. And uh, the, the one who's serving food recognizes, oh my, we're about to run out. N nearby, stood, nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washings. Each holding from about 20 to 30 gallons of water. So Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some of the water out and take it to the master of, of the banquet. And they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And he, he did not realize where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheap wine after the guests have had too much strength. But you have served the best you have saved the best till now. That is what God does. He does. He saves the best till last. I want you to remember that. Check this out. And then he called, um, then he called the, the, the bridegroom and aside and he said, you know, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, most 
in most gatherings, you know, you get the cheap wine first and everybody has too much to drink. Then, I mean, you, can, you get the best wine first. And when, when they've had too much to drink, then you bring out the less. Check it out in verse 11. This, the first of, this was the first this was the first of his, miracle, his miraculous signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed, with this thing he did, he revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. I want you to note what is happening now in this new norm, in this new environment. You know, miracles can happen when and where we least expect them. And I want you to embrace this in your heart, that this is a time for God to release miracles among us. And I want you to be prepared for it. In fact, God may be using you to release a miracle, let alone receive one. Check this out. But they will always happen. Miracles will always happen when and where they can do others the most good and particularly when men need to believe who Jesus is. What is needed at the moment, what is needed at the moment that only Jesus can, what is needed right now in your life that only Jesus can supply? You know, in getting a hold of this new normal, what is it that you lack? What is it that you just don't have enough of? You know, the Lord is so concerned about you. What is it that if you can't supply, you'll be embarrassed? It's not an issue of integrity. It might be not an issue of character, but it may be an issue of you being accepted uh, in a place where God wants you to be accepted, but you don't have what you need. For all of you that are, have lack right now, listen to the word of the Lord. Because right now is a time when it's beyond your capability and it's beyond your personal ability to make something happen and you can't do it. You need to lean on and lean into the fact that Jesus wants to make a work a miracle in your life. Obedience to God is, is something that is required. Obedience to God requires, um, it's, it's what God requires when, uh, um, when he wants to work a miracle. In fact, when God wants to work, work a miracle, it's important that you are obedient to those who are in authority. I want you to notice that those servants who are all under command, not under command, they weren't supposed to analyze, scrutinize, and debate what, what, the, what, what the command was. They were to do it. And it's amazing to me, I, I think about this, I wonder what kind of clout Mary had with that group of people. Obviously, she knew them quite well because when they saw her and she said, do what he tells you, they just okay okay now it's amazing that that uh, when they did what they were told what happened but but they will there will always be <clears throat> they will always miracles will always happen when and where uh, other people other people can receive benefit and the most good so what the question I want to ask you right now is uh, what is needed in your life what what do you need God to do I'm asking you right now where you are. What is it that you lack? You know, this virus has created an incredible lack. Lack of social interaction. A lack of self-discipline. A lack of, 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 of personal uh, relationships breaking apart. What do you lack? What is needed? What kind of miracle are you postured for Jesus to perform? When you obey God, when you obey those who are in authority, I'm talking to those of you right now that God wants to use you in a miracle. 
The question is, are you obedient to authority? Will you do what you're told, even when you're, what you have done might be logical, but it might not make any sense for the situation? Those who were told, go to the big jars, dip your pitchers in the jar, and present it to those who are serving the wine. Now, they didn't know what was going to happen, but they said, okay, okay. They go, they dip their pitchers in the wine. They were obedient. You know, obedience is part of the formula that will bring obedience to your, will bring uh, miracles to your life. So we're saying, indeed, they were. Are you obedient? Can you hear God? Or can you hear those whom God has placed as authorities in your life? Are you willing to do what they tell you to do? Because when you, have, when you lack something, you don't know how to get it, and somebody gives you an instruction that's not illegal, immoral, or unethical, but doesn't make sense, will you do it? You may be asked even this week to perform something that doesn't make sense and God could be in the midst of working a miracle through you. So it was, they dipped the water in, in the pictures and they brought the pictures to the place of serving. So when they followed the instructions, immediately if you feel like you're going to look like an idiot, you think maybe I shouldn't do this. It's amazing that when God works, many times he defies he defies the rule of logic. And yes, they did it. They filled it. You must do the natural first before you can experience the supernatural. When you have a lack, a need, and you need God to do something, do the physical first, and he will do the supernatural. They followed his instructions, and even when they did, they, even at the expense of looking like an idiot, looking like a fool, they did it. Would you be willing to appear foolish so that Christ can be glorified in your life? You know, it's amazing when you walk by faith, you don't see physically everything, but you believe. And belief always brings action. The difference between grape juice and wine is time. Check this out. They've got water in the pitcher. Everyone's in the party and, and, and holding up their glasses for more. And uh, the, 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 the chief waiter is going, oh my, what are we going to do? And the next thing he knows, here come the servants with pitchers of water. I don't believe they were glass. I don't believe that had been perfected yet. So probably you couldn't see in there what it was. But they bought those pitchers to pour. And so here the maitre d' or the main servers bring out the pitchers to the audience and they're about to pour that water in the glass. Check it out. By the time the water leaves the pitcher and enters the glass, it is no longer water, it is wine. And not just grape juice, it is the fine wine which takes time to produce. Immediately God begins to show who he is and what he can do. Would you be willing to be foolish so that Christ could be glorified? I believe God's calling the body of Christ. Every one of you listening to me today. What is the Holy Spirit speaking for you to do? It does not seem that logical. But, but he, he, you, you know he's clearly spoken. Will you do it? What miracle would you release if you did? So Jesus demonstrated his creative ability. The first miracle that he performs for people to believe him he overcomes all the laws and he, he steps into his godness 
and what he used to create the world. In this setting, he used an ounce of it to turn water into wine, which means I'm the Lord of time. It takes time to form it, but when I move and when I do what I do, I, I, I can shorten the time from, from, from months and years to now. Some of you have been waiting for things that have not transpired yet. What if the miracle of God was to come to you to erase the issue of time and bring before you the very thing that you need? I'm telling you today, the Lord Jesus can do it and you need to embrace this as a new norm of your life. Time issues that you just don't know how God's going to do this because your time is running out. It's time for you to pray and believe God. It's time for you to act and believe God. It's time for you to do the doable while he does the unthinkable. That's where we are right now. Embrace it. It's where we are. Those who do the work have the privilege of being involved in the miracles. When you obey the word of the Lord, when you, when you embrace what the Lord Jesus is instructing, what the Holy Spirit is instructing you to do for someone else. Um, please note that those who participated in this miracle, they were servants. And I'm going to ask you, who are you serving? How has God defined for you the nature of your service? When you serve and, and there is a need and there's no human way that the, the need can get met, it's time to believe God for a miracle. And Jesus just begun, he began to illustrate his creative ability and his authority over time. Do the work, follow the instructions. Sometimes like the servants, you just gotta pour the water. You know what it is right then, but you, but you decide at this moment, okay, Lord, I may look foolish. Uh, okay, Lord, I'm gonna tell them what you told me to tell them. Okay, Lord, I'm gonna pray for whom you asked me to pray for. But you, Father, I'm trusting you to, in that instant, in that instance to change the natural to the supernatural. And so it was, <laughs> so he did. So I'm asking you today, church, where are you in the miracle of Jesus? Where are you in the embracing of the new norm? What if God wanted to make your life, your obedience, your service an issue of a miracle? I'm declaring to you today, this is the time for him to do it. Will you believe it? When God works a miracle, he works a miracle to reveal Christ. It's about him, not about you. It shows who Christ is. It causes those to, who, are, who, to, those who, who believe to follow him. It causes those who can't find themselves saying, I can't believe it, to believe and know that he is risen from the dead. He is alive. He is fully alive. Is he fully alive in your life? Write it down. Only those who obey get to play. Many of you are not, you, you need to come on this adventure. Look, next several weeks we're going to be talking about this. All the, all the, the morning, the morning devotionals are going to be talking about this. Only those who are willing to play the game are willing, are, are the ones who will only see. They will only, they will only, they will only get, they're the ones that will get to see the results of what Jesus can do. I want, to, I want you to say that to each other. Only those who obey get to play yeah 
Absolutely. Some of you have looked at your life in Christ. You've looked at your life in Christ too shallow. You have canceled yourself out. And God wants to use. Some of you think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm going to tell you, those servants, we don't know what their lives were like. They all had on the uniforms. We don't know what they did last night or the night before. But Jesus used them. That's the body of Christ of those who know him and belong to him. I want you to posture yourself. I want you to stand. I want you to pray. I want you to bow your head right now in reverence to Christ. For you need, you need the Lord Jesus to encompass your life. Yes, he wants to reveal to you who he is. And those of you that, that are trying to know him, I want to say to you this week, may the Lord open that miracle for you so you can believe that he is who he says he is and that you have been received and favored by him. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let those of us who obey, let us get to play. Let us follow your Holy, the Holy Spirit. Give us that life that ignites, that life that excites, that life that frightens the enemy. Release miracles through your people, through obedience. Father, I give you the praise. I give you the thanks. And those who are repenting right now and saying, Father, use me. Forgive me and use me. Let it be so that it come to them right now. Those of you who know that's a reality for you right now, come on, put that in the chat box and say, I'm the one of the ones. I want to play. I want to follow Jesus. Father, let it be so. In Jesus' name. Amen.